You're listening to Wake Up With Patty Catter. This is a special episode. It's a one-off, a mini episode. Today, I really wanted to talk about the importance of prioritizing your life first. That means put yourself first before you're putting other people in your life first. As a mother, caregiver, and somebody who likes helping other people, I'm used to putting everybody else's needs before my own. I began to feel burnout and my health suffered as a result. When I was stressed, I would either eat more or sleep in more. I felt my energy being drained because I spent all of my time and energy on everybody else. I didn't realize that by giving others 100% of my attention and giving myself 0% attention, I was doing everyone a disservice by taking care of them, but not taking care of myself. One day this past summer, as I was laying in bed, I had a life-changing aha moment. There has to be more to life than feeling drained and defeated all of the time. I just kept thinking that as I laid there. I was so exhausted, both physically and emotionally. I can't say for sure what led to that thought, but it could be years of unhealed trauma from Ken's deployment, being his caregiver at an early age at only in my 30s. Maybe it was the loss of friends in war, the death of my grandma, or losing my mom to cancer, and then my father seven months later. Or maybe it was just the realization of other people's less than good intentions with my heart and time that came to light. The thought of there being more to life than just pain and suffering has always been what motivated me to get up and start making changes in my life, and this time was no different. In October of this year, I decided to start taking action and began making changes in my life that I felt would help me feel better. I changed my diet. I started exercising again, drinking more water. I even had weight loss surgery in November. That's kind of a secret still. So if you're listening to this show, you're the first ones to hear this. Anyway, additionally, I started doing guided meditations and playing on my Oculus again. It's something that I really enjoy. These changes have helped me immensely, and I finally started to feel like I'm living again instead of just existing to help everybody else. That was on me, though. That was definitely my fault, and I had to make these changes. I finally come to truly understand that taking care of myself should always be a priority. In the past, I would pour everything I had into others without taking the time to assess my own life and needs. I realized that I spent too much time trying to fix others and not enough time focusing to fix myself. Isn't that how it works, right? I think we've all done that. All my life, I was told it was selfish to focus on myself and that people should be giving. But now I realize this way of thinking is wrong. I put together a list of my top 10 reasons of why you should put yourself first, and I'm going to share those with you now. Number one, 
As cheesy as it sounds, and you've probably heard it over and over again, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Taking time for yourself allows you to be more available for others. Number two, investing in yourself develops self-confidence and builds self-esteem. Number three, putting yourself allows you to set boundaries and to practice self-care. Number four, when you prioritize your own needs, you're better able to focus on your goals. Next, by looking after yourself, you'll be in a better position to support others. Then you're going to have more energy to do the things that you enjoy when you put yourself first. Number eight, taking time for yourself gives you the opportunity to reflect and learn from your experiences. Number nine, taking care of your own needs will help you make healthier decisions for yourself. You can tell everybody else what kind of vitamins they should take or how they should eat or how their nutrition is really important. But if you're not making those healthy decisions for yourself, it's going to be disastrous for you in the long run. Number 10, prioritizing yourself helps you to appreciate and to value yourself more. As this year comes to a close, it's the perfect time for some self-reflection. If you're feeling like your life is in shambles and you're constantly having to spread yourself thin for everyone else, it's really time to make a change. It's okay to take a step back and assess what areas of your life are lacking so that you can start working on finding your inner happiness again. Trust me, I've been there before, honestly, over and over again, and I know how hard it can be, but it's so important to work on bettering yourself, even if it means making some tough changes in your life. So with that, as the year, this year comes to a closing and we have a new beginning, I just really encourage you to take some self-reflection. I know it's it might sound cheesy, it might sound cliche, new year, new you, all that stuff. But those of you who know me know that I'm not big on preaching about new year, new year, new you, I can't talk, new year, new you, beginning of the year, all that stuff. However, um, this year is a little bit different and Going into 2023, I'm going to claim that year for myself, and I want you to claim it for you as well. You're worth it. I am too. We all are. You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I'm Patty Catter. This week's episode is another mini episode. I'm really enjoying recording these mini episodes, but this week's reason is a little bit different in the past. So guess what happened to me? (laughs) About, mm, probably about a week and a half ago now, I lost the peripheral vision in my left eye. So this week's episode is called, And Then It Was Dark, My Retina Detachment Journey. So one day 
about a week and a half ago, the day started out as any other day, except it was even a little bit more exciting because I was trying to tie up some loose ends for an event that I've been wanting to go to for a really long time, SHOT Show. Not only that, I was actually planning a big event to take place at SHOT Show, so I was so excited about it. However, things took a turn for the worse on that Thursday. I started seeing some weird flashes of light in my left eye, and then out of nowhere, It looked like there was a gray marble or something that appeared in my vision, except there was no marble and it was actually happening inside of my eye. I called the ophthalmologist's office about 15 minutes after my beginning of symptoms. I knew that you can't mess around with vision. My mom had glaucoma, so she always taught me to keep track of my eyes and make sure my eyes were healthy and she always said if there was anything weird or off about your eyes you know you needed to call the ophthalmologist so I did and I'm glad I did because he was able to squeeze me in a couple hours after calling which is really good timing Um, it turned out that my retina had become detached from my eye This is actually a really serious issue that can cause permanent blindness. So I'm incredibly lucky that the specialist was able to see me so quickly. At first, I was really upset that I wasn't going to be able to go to SHOT Show. A lot of my friends were going to be there and I just was really, really looking forward to it. I realized though that this was a pretty serious condition, so I was really grateful that I was getting treatment that I needed. The eye doctor and I actually talked about this and he said, you know, I was really lucky. First of all, I didn't go in a plane with the detachment, but then also I was really lucky that I wasn't in another city or place because I might not have found the good care that I was given. Um, So I I was really fortunate. I had an emergency procedure done at the ophthalmologist's office within the hour. There wasn't any time for me to research, which kind of freaked me out a little bit um, because I really like to research things, especially when it comes to my health. But I knew that I did have the best doctor in the area. I picked him out myself, so I just had to go with it. I had a surgery where he took small microsurgical instruments and he put them By my eye, first of all, let me just tell you, um, he told me he had to give me numbing shots in my eye. I was not sedated at all. Um, It was craziest thing because, you know, you could see this needle coming at your eye and um, it happened pretty quickly. Uh, During the procedure, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is taking forever and this is not cool. Um, But afterwards thinking, gosh, it actually did go by quite pretty quickly. Um... Anyways, he was able to basically um, take this instrument that freezes around the tear and creates a scar tissue that's in the retina to seal the tear. And so basically he freezes it, it forms a scar, and then that acts like glue. Then he places a get, uh, I can't talk, sorry, <laughs> um, and I'm a podcaster. Um, then he po- he puts a gas bubble in my eye, and that is to block the fluid from entering the tear. 
um, basically protecting my eye. And obviously, I'm not probably doing as good of a job as an ophthalmologist would to explain all of this, um, but I'm still learning, actually. Anyways, you guys, I had needles shoved in my eye while I was awake. That was really, in itself, um, quite the experience. I had surgery on the white part of my eye. So right after the surgery, um, I couldn't really see what it looked like. I just know it was bloodshot. I know that during the surgery, my pressure went up to 60 at one point, which is really dangerous. Um, But after surgery, my eye was patched up. I was told to keep my head tilted to the right at all times until the next morning, 24 hours later. So I went into the office. He took The doctor took my patch off. Um, he told me that everything was looking good. And he told me I had to continue to keep my head tilted to the right for several days. So I think it was about five days altogether. And then I finally went back to see him and... Oh my goodness, let me tell you, in that five days, my body hurt so bad. My my ankle, my knee, my hip, my shoulder, my arm, my ear, just from laying on the right side for all that time. Um, I was able to get up, use the restroom, take a quick shower, and go back and lay down. Mind you, showering even, I had to keep my head to the right. Uh, So... Um, that was a trying situation. Um, so the gas bubble that's repairing my eye could be a danger if I'm not extra careful. So now I can keep my head up straight. I can walk around a little bit. I still can't exercise. I can't do any cardio. I can't go on long walks. I can't go on even short walks really just, um, in my house. And I cannot, under any circumstances, lay on my back because if I lay on my back, that bubble could get behind um, where it's not supposed to be in the, the line of my vision, and it could severely impair my vision. Um, so I have to wait until that bubble goes away before I'm cleared to even lay on my back. Uh, if anybody knows me, which I don't think anybody knows me this good, um, actually, but when I'm sleeping, you guys... Um, I usually sleep crazy. I mean, I'll sleep on my back. I sleep on my stomach. I'll have my arms flailing around like a wild woman, probably. Um, So it's been extra challenging just to sleep on my right side still. So I keep pillows underneath my back to help me from rolling over. And I bought this huge body pillow to just kind of surround me. Um, Anyways, the bubble should start dissolving more. I will say that as of today, um, the bubble is going down to the bottom part of my eye, which is good because um, when it first started out, it was in the middle of my vision. So now I can actually look straight ahead and it's just at the rim, the bottom of my eye. So my vision's coming back and I am super, super thankful about that. Some gas bubbles can last up to six weeks, so it could be a little while before it's all gone, but my goodness, I'm so thankful for technology. I'm thankful for great doctors. I'm thankful to live in the United States where we have great doctors and facilities like this. Um, I'm glad that the retina didn't detach in Vegas or in the air. I could have lost my vision completely. Um, So right now my vision 
like I said, it is getting better. Thank you all for the well wishes. I still have to be a couch potato for about another week, and then I can start walking for exercise again gently. And within the few weeks, I'll be able to hit the gym and get back to life. So if you notice any of these symptoms in yourself, or if you hear a friend talking and say that, geez, you know, my vision's blurry. I have an inability to see as well as I did in dim light, any partial loss of vision, seeing flashes of light, seeing spots, sensitivity to lights, temporary loss of vision in one eye, tunnel vision, or any vision loss, call your eye doctor and get in for an appointment because you could literally save your vision. I'm so glad I'm not living in a different time era too or in a third world country. So thank you very much to my ophthalmologist um, there in Bradenton and I will give a shout out to him hopefully on a show soon because I'd like to have him on my podcast. Um, To those I missed at SHOT Show, I'm so sorry I missed you this year, but let's try to make it a point to connect. And everybody, just please be happy, healthy, and um, really have an appreciation for what you have because in a matter of minutes, even seconds in my case, things could totally change. So just embrace the life that you have and live it to the fullest. Thank you for listening and uh, keep on tuning in. Uh, Go back and listen to previous episodes that you may have missed. Maybe Uh, share this one with your friends. This one's actually a really important one and a very personal one for me. So take care. Until next time. You're listening to a mini episode of Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your host, Patty Catter. So I thought that this week I would go ahead and talk about juggling your work life versus your personal life, because honestly, I've had a hard time with that. I'm pretty much a workaholic sometimes, and I thought I needed to step back and just kind of reassess things and reevaluate my life, especially after my eye issue. Um, If you missed the episode about my eye issue, you might want to go back and listen to that. Uh, My retina had detached and I told my story of how that happened or the hypothesis of why that happened and some of the things that I was going through. But fast forward to today and I want to talk about um, prioritizing your personal life just as much as your work life because that's really difficult. At least it has been for me. So Anyways, you're not alone if you're listening to this and you're thinking, geez, you know, I think I'm kind of a workaholic or I really work a lot more than I play. Um, Achieving a health work-life balance, like a healthy work-life balance is really important. So let's discuss why it's so important. When your work and your personal life are not balanced, it's going to lead to stress, burnout, and even health problems. I definitely experienced all of that. And then also being a caregiver on top of it, it was like overload, right? So um, anyways, when you're happy and you're fulfilled in your personal life, then you can bring that positivity to your work. And I think that's really important as well, because who wants to go to work when you're so stressed and you're getting on the, you know, you're on the verge of burnout and you're working like 50, 60 hours a week and you have all this other stuff going on, achieving balance 
increases your productivity, your motivation, your focus. So let's get started on going through some of these tips that I came up with. Number one, prioritize your self-care. You hear me talking about self-care a lot, and this is why. It's important to put yourself first and to make activities in your life a priority that bring you joy and relaxation. Priority of self-care boosts your mood. It reduces stress. It increases your happiness. Some of your activities you could consider are things like reading, exercise, taking a bubble bath, hopping in the hot tub, um, watch your favorite show. I've been doing a lot of that the last seven weeks that I've had off and it's been amazing. So next, plan your schedule. I plan my day every single day. I have a schedule. I stick to it as much as possible. I have certain days that I, for instance, I'll have Ken go to his doctor's appointments and I go with him and I schedule those on a certain day. Um, Work, I schedule different things during the day to prioritize what's the most important at work, what I need to get done. And then I also, number one, I prioritize myself. So here's a little tip I didn't plan on mentioning, but I'm going to mention it anyways. So I had a mentor one time tell me to put my self-care in the morning first thing or to, to put my myself first. So if I want to work out, do it in the morning. If I want to uh, read a book, do it in the morning. Do it before I start working. Put myself first. And so I put myself on the schedule first. And I'm not doing it to be selfish, but I'm doing it because I realize I have to have that self-care time. So plan your schedule was number two. Number three is set boundaries. Learn to say no, establish your boundaries. That's going to help you tremendously. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, would you want to volunteer for this or that? It might sound like a great idea last minute to say, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then you realize later, like, why did I say that? Why did I say that I would do that? Like, it's a great cause and everything, but I forgot to put myself first. I forgot the other things that were on my schedule. And now I'm overwhelming myself. So set boundaries and know that it's okay to say no. If you don't do something someone asks you to, somebody else will do it or it wasn't that important to them anyways, right? So the next thing, number four, is practice mindfulness. This is so important. Um, You know, I've done some really crazy trippy meditations that I put out a couple years ago. You can go back and listen to those. I think that, in my opinion, they're a little bit different than most meditations or mindfulness practices. And I did that on purpose. I did it because, for me, some of the mindfulness practices out there Um, They were a little bit boring for me, so everybody just needs something different. But the mindfulness that I've been doing lately is I've been listening to some Joe Dispenza meditations, and they're really good. Um, And honestly, they're a little trippy sometimes, so I like that um, because it just really makes my brain think. Um, But whatever mindfulness you want, like uh, meditation's great, but you can do things like go for walks. I try to do that as well. Anything that's going to reduce your stress and anxiety. I used to go get massages all the time. And then, side note, my massage therapist changed positions. And so I haven't had one in a while. And I'm like, man, I wish I could get back to that. But I haven't been able to find 
anybody who I would want to go to. So in, in, instead of like dwelling like, oh man, I wish I could do, do this. Or like maybe you're thinking, the reason I'm bringing this up is maybe you're thinking like, gosh, I used to be able to go out and, you know, do whatever. Like maybe you have a health problem and you can't go out um, running anymore, but find something that you like to do and that you can do. And it still re- like releases that extra energy that is just kind of negative, you know, and just lets you unwind and relax. So maybe you're thinking, gosh, I really wish I could still, and I know this is going to resonate with some of you. I wish I could still be in the military and be doing that PT. Don't think about the things that used to make you happy when you're practicing mindfulness. Think about the things that are here and now and today and what can make you happy today and just really try to focus on that. Things like I said, meditation, maybe you're into yoga, maybe um, you want to take some moments to just breathe and be present in the moment. Maybe you want to take your cell phone out into nature and take some pictures of you know, flowers or whatever on your cell phone. If that brings you peace and that helps your mind, do it. Uh, the next thing is unplug. Oh my gosh, I am so guilty of this. I will check my phone before bed. I check my phone first thing in the morning when I wake up. That's not a good habit. And I'm working on unplugging because really that's not the first thing we should do in the morning. We shouldn't just all of a sudden think, oh, I have to check my phone. I have to see what everybody's doing on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Um, Instead, maybe take that time in the morning, put it in your schedule to go ahead and plan that mindfulness or plan those, you know, extra special self-care moments. Uh, The next thing is make time for your hobbies. Like some of you are probably thinking, I don't even know what my hobbies are anymore because honestly, seven weeks ago before my retina tear, I didn't even know what my hobbies were anymore. I really had a lot of time to sit and to think because I really couldn't do anything. I was kind of grounded for seven weeks. So making time for hobbies could be everything from painting to hiking to dancing. Um, You know, a couple episodes ago, I did have a show on how to find hobbies. And so you might want to go back and listen to that. But really just think about some things you might want to try or do. So what I did is in my phone, I put a note list and I put down things like paintings. I want to try a ceramics class. I want to do some more epoxy art. Um, I want to go to this tree climbing place down the road. I want to go roller skating, even though that might be painful. We'll have to see how that goes, but you get the idea. Think of some things that you think would be fun to try. And even if you think it might be a little intimidating, I really dare you to go try those things and see what happens because you're never going to know unless you try and you don't want to live with regrets. So for me, I thought, geez, I used to roller skate. It was a long time ago. I think that was really fun in my life. Maybe I'll try it again. So I'm going to try it again. Um... Lastly, I just have seven tips today. So this is the seventh tip. And this one is just ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, reach out to support. 
If you have to hire a professional that tasks things like cleaning or whatever it is that you need help with so that you can continue to prioritize your work and personal life balance. So when I had the issue with my eyes, I really thought this, it really sucks. Just basically it sucked. And I did not want to ask for help. So for the first couple of weeks, you know, I was doing great and, and everything did get done around our house, but it was be, it was because I had to reach out for help. So Wounded Warrior Project, I do have to give them a shout out. They really stepped up. As soon as they found out what I was going through, they sent three weeks of prepared meals to our house, which was huge because I literally could not get up to cook. So the meals were provided. Everything was great. Um, I used a lot of tasks on my phone and maybe I'll make an episode about what, um, what you can do to make your life more simple um, that I learned during that seven weeks I was off. Just some really great tips. Um, So be on the lookout for that episode. I just had that idea. Um, But anyways, don't be afraid to ask for help. Your friends, your family, they really, you know, they really would probably like to help you in some capacity. So in conclusion, Achieving a work-life balance is really key to living a fulfilling and happy life. Prioritizing your self-care, planning your schedule, setting boundaries, practicing mindfulness, unplugging, making time for hobbies, make sure you ask for help from others, and remember to be kind to yourself always and enjoy life to the fullest. You're listening to Wake Up With Patty Catter. This is another special mini episode. I have been loving these mini episodes. I am Patty Catter, your host. And if you've listened before, you know that. If you haven't, welcome. I'm so happy that you're listening. And I hope you get something out of this. So last week, I told you I was going to share with you a list of tips that I learned when my retina tore of different things that I had in place that made my life easier during that emergency. Now, most of the tips I knew, but there were several that I learned because I had seven weeks off to really think about like, geez, this sucks. I am in an emergency situation. What do I do or what would make my life easier right now? So here's eight tips that I came up with. These tips you can have them ready to use during unexpected situations. Even if you're not having an emergency situation, these things are incredible and really help simplify my life in general. So first of all, number one, create an emergency plan. I had that made, oh my gosh, back in like 2006 when my husband was deployed to combat. I had an emergency plan. I had a folder listed with all of my emergency contacts, medical information for me, Ken, my kids, and I just continued to update it over the years. That has been really important, especially, come on, you guys, I lost eyesight in my left eye. I did not have time 
or I wasn't even able to fumble around and try to find these things. So I'm glad I had that file, that folder in place. Number two, organize your documents. Yep, keep your documents organized. Keep them in a safe and an easily accessible place. Don't have your paperwork shoved all over the place where nobody else can find them because if you're having an emergency, you probably can't even find them. How would you expect anybody else to find those documents? So keep your documents tidy and keep them all together, including copies of your passport, your driver's license, health insurance cards, medical records, all of that fun stuff. Number three, simplify your finances. Create a budget, make sure that you have your bill payments already, make sure that you know where everything is. Most of my bills are on auto pay and the ones that are not, um, you know, they come in the mail still. So those are easy to track. Uh, make sure that you have a separate emergency fund, by the way. That was very helpful during my time off of work. Number four, create a support network. Have family or friends or neighbors, somebody that you can call and somebody that can assist you in case of an emergency. Don't be hard-headed and think, I have this life, I can do everything all by myself because there might be a time where you need some help. Number five, simplify your home. This is something that I've done for years. My home is very simple. I don't have a lot of junk laying around. I don't have a lot of access furniture. I don't have a lot of clutter. I have everything really, really simple. I love it for many reasons. One is because it's cleaner that way. I don't have to clean around a bunch of stuff. Two is because, you know what? When my parents passed away, I had to go into their home and try to figure out where everything was. Everything was kind of cluttery. My mom was super into collecting knickknacks. Um, and then honestly, with her being sick and everything, it was just getting out of control. So keep everything as simple as possible in your house. I highly recommend that. Number six, consider assistive technology. You know what? My cell phone was a huge blessing during my time off. I could talk to Surrey, I could talk to Amazon, Alexa, um, I could use my phone to talk into it to ask, it's like, when's my next appointment for my eye doctor? Um, I could tell it to text people, I could have my text messages read out loud to me. Um, I talked to my phone a lot during that time and it talked back. <laughs> so definitely use your features on your phone, they're really great. Number seven, develop self-care habits. So make sure you have like a good sleeping routine if you can. Sometimes I can't even sleep at night to be honest, but that said, my room is always ready for me to go in and hit the hay. So like my sheets are clean, my bedroom, I can walk through it. It's nice and clean, it's tidy, it smells good. It's nice and dark um, while I sleep. And it is just a nice little oasis, a nice little getaway. And I 
really suggest that you make sure your bedroom is inviting who wants to go sleep in a bedroom that is piled with junk and there's stuff everywhere and it's not clean. Like, not me, no thanks, pass. All right, so now that you know about my bedroom, um, let's move on. Um, Stay informed. This is number eight. Stay informed. Sign up for emergency alerts from your local government or healthcare provider. So these tips can be used not only if you have a health emergency, but if there's something going on. Like I live in Florida, there's hurricanes. I am informed with emergency alerts, so I know it's coming at me. My doctor sends me text alerts if it has to do with my health to tell me when my next appointment is. Those things are very helpful. So by incorporating these eight really simple things into your life, it's going to make your life just so much easier. You know what, too? Um, I do want to go back to the assistive technology. So besides my phone being able to talk to it and it listens to me, (laughs) um, another thing that you can do besides setting calendar appointments is, let me just say, Amazon was amazing during my time down because I couldn't really get out to the store. So I just had everything delivered. And then another thing is there are grocery apps that you can have your groceries delivered nowadays to your house, right to your doorstep. So those two things have been great. Um, If you're in an area where you have the app ship it, let me know and I can send you a code so you'll get, I think it's $10 off the first time you use it. And then I do have an Amazon store as well. Just tossing that in there. I couldn't resist, right? Um, anyways, I hope that you take these tips and I hope you learn something from it. And I'd love for you to share your tips in our group on Facebook, the Wake Up With Patty Catter group. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day or your evening. Remember that preparation is key and taking small steps now can make a really big difference later on. So stay safe. Can't talk tonight. (laughs) Stay safe and be emergency ready.